0: You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed.
1: CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
2: What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? Tonight the extremely dangerous situation unfolding out west. The whole barrio flooded, bro. It's pretty crazy. Thank God nobody was inside the car. The life-threatening flash flooding as a bomb cyclone and atmospheric river caused mass power outages and mudslides.
3: Oh my gosh, it was like thunder like
2: The CBS Evening News starts now. with us here on this Monday night. We'll have more in just a moment on that state of emergency in California and the powerful storm out west that has turned deadly. But we want to begin with the surprising news from the royal family. Britain's King Charles III announcing he has cancer and is already starting treatment. Just last week, the 75-year-old monarch underwent treatment for an enlarged prostate. That procedure led to this separate discovery. The palace's statement said the king is revealing his diagnosis to raise awareness for those impacted by cancer, but there are still so many big questions tonight about what type of cancer and how advanced it is. Today, the president of the United States campaigning in Las Vegas said he's concerned about King Charles's diagnosis and hopes to speak with him soon. CBS's Charlie Daggett is outside Buckingham Palace for us tonight and good evening, Charlie. So, how is King Charles doing tonight?
4: Good evening to you, Nora. Well, the palace says King Charles is resting at home tonight at Clarence House, his favored London residence just around the corner from here in Buckingham Palace. He remains positive and looks forward to returning to full public duty as soon as possible. King Charles was last seen in public just yesterday waving at well-wishers before attending church with Queen Camilla in Sandringham. The revelation came just one week after the 75-year-old king was discharged from the hospital where he underwent treatment for a benign enlarged prostate. During that procedure, the palace says, a separate issue of concern was noted. Subsequent diagnostic tests have identified a form of cancer. His Majesty today commenced a schedule of regular treatments. He's been advised to postpone public facing duties. King Charles told his sons, Prince William and Harry, personally, we understand Prince Harry will soon fly back to the UK to be with his father and family. It's the latest health scare for the royals after the Princess of Wales was admitted to a London hospital last month to undergo abdominal surgery. Charles's cancer diagnosis comes just 17 months after he became king. Since then, he's picked up the nonstop public engagements where his mother, Queen Elizabeth, left off. The fact Charles will continue to undertake official business as usual is a good sign, says Sunday Times correspondent Roya Nika.
5: The ship, the King Charles ship sails on. What, what we're not going to see is a lot of him, you know, in person uh, on public duties for the next Well, For how long it takes
6: for him to have this treatment.
2: And Charlie Daggett is back with us. So, Charlie, since the doctors are saying the king should postpone his public duties, what does that mean for Prince William?
4: Yeah, so, Nora, it's likely that Prince William will step up and take a more public role in the meantime, sort of the face of of the royal family, but media attention will be high as his father undergoes treatment and his own wife recovers from her own medical treatment in the weeks ahead. Nora.
2: Charlie Daggett, thank you for more on all this. Let's bring in CBS News chief medical correspondent, Dr. John LaPook. Dr. LaPook, so good to have you. So Buckingham Palace says that they've discovered this cancer during a procedure for that benign prostate enlargement. How did they find it?
3: Nor it sounds like it was found unexpectedly as part of the procedure uh, on the prostate. Now um, we know that uh, during the, that the prostate is a small gland and it's sitting right underneath the bladder, which incidentally is also typically examined as part of the procedure to enlarge to treat an enlarged prostate. Uh, but the palace is not telling us where the cancer is, what the tissue type is, or how it was found. We do know that it is not prostate cancer.
2: And what do we know about the king's treatment?
3: Well, it's only 10 days after he went in for that procedure on the prostate, and he's already gotten his first treatment today. It's going to be a series of treatment treatments. And, you know, the hope is that if this was found sort of accidentally, you know, by, by luck as they were going in to do one thing, they found the cancer. Hopefully it's at an early stage as cancer. And we know that the earlier stage that you find a cancer in general, the better the prognosis.
2: We are wishing His Majesty well. Dr. Certainly. John LaPook, thank you so much. Well, now to today's other major headline, that catastrophic and deadly storm that is slamming California. It's a confluence of two weather events, a bomb cyclone and an atmospheric river, leading to treacherous conditions and a state of emergency. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti has a first-hand look at the destruction.
3: Southern California remains in the midst of a storm for the history books, powerful and life-threatening. A sea of mud and debris from relentless downpours, flooding roads, swelling creeks. This is the normally dry L.A. River. And this
7: is the impact. I'm Carter Evans in a neighborhood not far from LAX that got nearly seven inches of rain so far. This is a hillside home. The woman who lives here says she heard tree branches cracking last night and then this a wall of mud smashes right into her bedroom it's still slowly seeping in right now and the worst part is she says insurance won't cover it
3: that's the refrigerator we were on this road in the city's heavily populated san fernando valley where a wall of mud and boulders came crashing down 16 people were evacuated devastating conditions seen throughout the region the storm, which the National Weather Service had warned of being potentially catastrophic, hitting the entire California coast. To the north, wind gusts topped 100 miles per hour. The Sacramento River, a raging current. In San Jose, just one of numerous rescues from rising floodwaters. This tree falling onto a car, another hallmark of this storm. Uprooted trees causing at least three deaths and major damage. The result of ground now saturated from a series of atmospheric rivers. Watch what happens to this tree in the community of Loomis. Back in Los Angeles, residents are still coming to grips with a storm for the ages. And tonight, this is what's left of a home destroyed by a landslide. Its physical address used to be up on this hill. It slid off of its foundation and crashed into this home. Fortunately, no one was at home at the time the landslide also taking out this car. It puts into perspective just how powerful this storm system is, and the rain will continue throughout the evening, Nora.
2: Oh, wow. Jonathan Vigliotti, thank you. And as Jonathan points out, after all of that, there is more of this rain on the way. So let's bring in meteorologist Chris Warren. He's from our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Chris.
0: Good evening to you, Nora. I'm also standing in front of another home. You can only imagine what it was like last night at 9 o'clock when part of the Hollywood Hills came crashing through this home and close to another. One resident told me it sounded like a helicopter was crashing, and the threat now is not over. We can take a look at the forecast and show you that the rain is going to remain heavy, possibly for hours, but the threat with the saturated ground will keep flash flooding a possibility. More rock slides, landslides, and debris flows possible. High risk does remain for a lot of Los Angeles, Ventura, and for Orange counties, the possibility for more flooding. The timing for this, the heaviest of rain will be coming to an end this evening. However, showers and thunderstorms will continue for the next couple of days. Water spouts and small tornadoes are possible with these thunderstorms that could bring some very heavy rain. I could see a few more inches of rain, but also over the next few days, in addition to the snow that's already in the mountains, Nora, once again, the snow expected to be measured in feet.
2: Wow, Chris Warren, thank you so much. Back here in Washington, there's widespread agreement that there's a crisis on the southern border. And there's movement tonight from a group of bipartisan senators who have put together a deal that conservative Senator James Lankford says is a a once-in-a-generation opportunity. The big question tonight, why do some Republicans say it's dead on arrival? CBS's Scott McFarlane explains what's at stake.
7: A day after another 5,000 migrants were stopped crossing the southern border, the political dividing line over immigration appears impenetrable. The $118 billion Senate plan under fire from House Republicans and former President Donald Trump is widely considered the strongest border bill in decades. It would increase the number of Border Patrol agents, allow the Biden administration to close the border when more than 5,000 migrants try to cross over a seven-day period and speed up the asylum process. Migrants caught at the border would wait months, not years, for their cases to be heard in an effort to end the catch-and-release practice. House Republicans called it dead on arrival, refusing to even bring it up for a vote. I just don't believe that the Senate bill, as I've explained in all of our statements, meets the criteria that's necessary to solve the problem. Speaker Mike Johnson has been criticized for following Trump's lead, and he again today urged Republicans to kill the bill.
0: This is lunacy, this bill. It's a gift to the Democrats.
7: Frustrating Oklahoma Republican James Lankford, who worked with Democrats in crafting the legislation. I would hope people don't make their decisions based on what a presidential campaign is going to do. The critics of this bill... Are they misreading it, or do you think they're making false statements about it? I'm going to try to evaluate everybody else's motives, but I do think there are some folks that are just blatantly creating false statements because they don't want anything to be able to pass during this time period. The bill also includes $60 billion in Ukraine aid, now in jeopardy. If this is stopped, what happens with Ukraine? If this is
0: stopped, Ukraine is probably going to lose this war.
7: There are also Democrats opposed to this bill, putting its passage further in doubt. California's Alex Padilla told us late today the bill goes too far and risks rejecting people who fled horrible situations in their home country and need asylum. Nora?
2: Scott McFarland, thank you. Turning now to the rising tensions in the Middle East. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is in Saudi Arabia tonight, the first stop on his trip to the region, hoping to prevent a wider war and rallying support behind a stalled hostage proposal. Blinken's visit comes as the U.S. readies more retaliatory strikes against Iran-backed militias who continue to target U.S. troops undeterred. CBS's Holly Williams reports tonight from Iraq.
5: A drone attack in Syria hit a base used by U.S. troops late yesterday with a militia group supported by Iran claiming responsibility. America's Syrian allies said six of their fighters were killed but reported no American casualties. It's the latest in around 170 attacks on the U.S. military in this region since the Israel-Hamas war began. One last month, killing three American soldiers in Jordan. The U.S. retaliated to those deaths with strikes late on Friday saying it hit 85 targets in Iraq and Syria, locations used by Iranian forces and the militia groups that Iran backs. And just one day later, the U.S. and its allies hit 36 targets in Yemen, including Houthi missile systems and radars. The Houthis also receive equipment and money from Iran, according to the U.S., Their slogan includes calls for death to America and to Israel, and they've been attacking ships in the Red Sea since November, they say in solidarity with Palestinians. Ever since the Israel-Hamas war started, there have been fears it could escalate into a regional war, likely sparked by Iran's proxies in the Middle East. But when we interviewed Iran's foreign minister in November, he denied that his country was behind the uptick in violence. It sounds like you're saying that Iran backs these groups around the Middle East, but you bear no responsibility for what they do.
3: These groups in
5: Iraq and Syria that are attacking U.S. interests have made their own decisions, he told us. Secretary Blinken will push for a pause in fighting in the Israel-Hamas war during his visit. The U.S. does not want that conflict to widen, but nor does it want attacks by Iranian-backed groups to go unanswered. Nora.
2: Holly Williams, thank you. The FAA said today that 94 percent of Boeing's 737 MAX 9 planes have been inspected and returned to service. But Boeing also revealed on Sunday that the delivery of about 50 new 737s may be delayed. That's because the supplier Spirit Aerosystems found holes were improperly drilled into the bodies of the planes. Boeing and Spirit Aerosystems have faced intense scrutiny after a door panel flew off an Alaska Airlines plane in mid-flight. Super Bowl week is in full swing tonight. The Kansas City Chiefs and San Francisco 49ers are in Las Vegas for Sunday's big game, kicking off a week of pregame excitement. CBS's Chris Van Cleave is there.
8: The stage is being set at Allegiant Stadium for Sin City's chance to shine. The players and fans received a warm welcome from Mr. Las Vegas himself. Wayne Newton. The
9: Super Bowl in Las Vegas.
8: Yay! It's a Super Bowl rematch of 2020. Reigning champs, the Kansas City Chiefs, and their opponents from San Francisco, the 49ers. They're in town prepping for the big game. It's been a wild year, man, and it's fun just getting the game plan ready. The street, the strip, the, all the lights. It is what it is, but
5: what's really cool would be winning the Super Bowl.
8: As the players practice, so does superstar Usher, ahead of his much-anticipated halftime performance. He spoke to Sunday morning's Tracy Smith. Everybody says they want to win a Grammy or they want to win an Oscar or a Tony or an Emmy. The Super Bowl is something that everybody wants to play, you know? And here it is. It happened. Hosting Super Bowl 58 will be a first for Las Vegas. Nearly half a million fans are expected to flock to the Strip for the game.
0: This will become the biggest weekend of the year, for sure. Biggest Maybe week? of all time.
8: Maybe of all time. That big? Yeah, absolutely. It's already the priciest Super Bowl in history. Hotels are topping ten grand a night this weekend. Tickets right now are going for an average of $11,400 or more. But Joel Halford, a Bills fan from Kansas City, got a deal at six grand.
7: Super cool, super cool. Yeah, I wish it was the Bills, of course, but uh, it's great being in this environment.
8: Not wanting to leave a blank space in this story, we should tell you even the Japanese Embassy is reassuring Taylor Swift fans she'll be able to complete her concert in Tokyo Saturday night, shake off the time zones here to Vegas in plenty of time to live her wildest Super Bowl dreams. Nora?
2: Well done, Chris, and I'm ready for it. (laughs) You can watch the big game on Sunday right here on CBS, Paramount Plus and Nickelodeon. Raging wildfires torch thousands of homes in Chile. We've got the details. That's next. More than 120 people are dead and hundreds more are unaccounted for as wildfires rage along the central coast of Chile. One of the worst of the fires, which started on Friday, is in the hills overlooking the seaside town of Viña del Mar. Officials say at least 3,000 homes have burned and the fires come as Chile is in the grips of a triple digit heat wave. More layoffs are coming to the tech industry. The company that owns Snapchat says it's cutting about 10% of its workforce which amounts to about 500 employees at the instant messaging app. Microsoft, eBay, Google and TikTok are among the other tech companies that have announced layoffs in recent weeks. Breaking news as search and rescue teams respond to an avalanche in Nevada. That's next. Now to this breaking news, several have people have been rescued after an avalanche at Lee Canyon Ski Resort about an hour outside Las Vegas. Heavy snowfall overnight has made conditions extremely difficult for search teams in the area. Las Vegas police say the department's search and rescue teams are en route to help. Now a small plane landing made an emergency landing today on a park in Parkland, Florida. Officials say the two people on board were not hurt. It's not clear what forced the pilot to bring down the plane. Photo investigators are looking into the cause. The firefighter in this iconic photo has died. The picture became a symbol of unity after September 11th. Bob Beckwith was a retired New York City firefighter when two planes hit the World Trade Center. He rushed down to Ground Zero to help find survivors. When President George W. Bush visited the site three days after the terror attacks, the Queens native was pulled onto the rubble pile while the president addressed the crowd became the cover of Time magazine. In a statement today, President Bush said his courage represented the defiance, resilient spirit of New Yorkers and Americans. Beckwith spent the rest of his life advocating for first responders. He was 91 years old. We'll take a look at the biggest moments from music's biggest night. That's next.
9: Man, that sunset is gorgeous.
10: Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you.
9: I could stay here forever.
10: Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, picture
9: this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
2: Finally tonight, it was a night of celebration, historic wins, and heart-pounding performances at the 66th Annual Grammy Awards. Tracy Chapman made a rare public appearance alongside Luke Combs in a duet of her song Fast Car. Combs' cover version was nominated for Best Country Solo. Chapman's original version raced to number one on iTunes following her appearance. And for the first time ever, music legend Joni Mitchell performed at the Grammys, singing her classic, Both Sides Now, to an adoring crowd. When it came to the awards. Taylor Swift. Mind blown. Thank you so much. Celine Dion made a surprise appearance to give Taylor Swift her record-breaking fourth album of the year in a night dominated by women. And who could forget Miley Cyrus? Well, she won for Record of the Year, Billie Eilish for Song of the Year, and Victoria Monet for Best New Artist. Congratulations to them all. It was a terrific show. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night.
9: Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.
6: It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Farian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost.